You know why I'm dressed in black? No, and I don't care. That was the worst outcome possible this past weekend. But tell me why you're dressed in black. Because it's the Detroit Lions funeral today. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Big Ben and k Win. On Sunday, we saw the 49ers erase a 17-point deficit. And the Chiefs intercept Lamar Jackson's Super Bowl hopes. Many didn't think the Chiefs would be back in the Super Bowl again. And no one thought Brock Purdy would manage his way into the Super Bowl. Were we right? You're going to have to listen to the show to find out. Thank you for spending your Monday evening with us. Each week, we broadcast live across NoFilter.com, Caffeine TV, and YouTube. Tonight, it's a little early. Super Bowl is about 10, 11 days away, but we're going to preview it here tonight. I'm K. Wynn. He's Big Ben, and he owes Brock Purdy an apology. I don't owe anyone an apology. Brock Purdy has the, the best resources a football team could provide right now. He's on that all-caffeine kick. Just go, 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 and crash. With Magic Mind, it's sustained. It's all-natural. It's vegan. It's non-GMO. It's everything you could ever want out of a, we're not going to call it an energy drink, a health shot, if you would. Small vial, easy to take, easy to consume. And we got one more day, a couple more days in January where we're going to offer you 20% off a three-month subscription. And all you do need to do is go to www.magicmind.com forward slash Jan, J-A-N-W-S-T, and then enter the code W-S-T-20. And you'll get all hooked up with your subscription on Magic Mind. Just keep it going. You'll see how good you get. You might be an NFL head coach by the time your subscription runs out. Magicmind.com forward slash Jan, J-A-N-W-S-T, and then enter the code W-S-T-20 to get going on Magic Mind. Man, I might bring that to the Super Bowl party. You should. Great little energy boost. It helps me with caffeine. I have those ups and downs. Magic Mind keeps me steady. So don't miss out on this January promotion. Magic Mind, endorsed by Big Ben and K. Wayne. America lost this past weekend. We have to see the Chiefs in another Super Bowl. Yeah. And the whiny Niners somehow made it in. Like on the demise of Dan Campbell, I mean... The Chiefs whine more than the Niners. Well, here's the thing, John Harbaugh, I said it. Go back. Go back to my, my claim of just stop the pan. Stop Travis Kelsey. Don't let him beat you. And who beats you? Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I was trying to justify this. Mr. Harbaugh, you must not play against very good quarterbacks in your division. You're right. You had Browning towards the latter part of the season. You had Pickett and Rudolph towards with the Steelers. And then you had you know Flacco or D, DTR or whomever it was. But still, stop the one guy that can hurt you on that offense. And he had 11 of 11 receptions for like 116 yards and a touchdown at one point. Just stop him. Just, well, just hit him. Brother, little brother, because I think Mike McDonald's the defense coordinator. I think he's a former Andy Reid coach. Andy's like, okay, Mike, let me show you a little lesson here. And the Chiefs look completely different. They started the game fast. They continued fast. The Ravens made some adjustments in the second half on defense, but their offense couldn't move the ball. The the other side, I, I keep up with the Chiefs semi-regularly just because my, my wife's from Kansas and my brother-in-law is a diehard Chiefs fan. And he will tell you that 
there is a receiver one, a receiver one A, and they're the same person, Travis Kelsey. Everyone else after that, you see Rashid Rice. But here's what happened. They caught the ball. Marquez Valdez-Scantling caught the ball. But he the sealed the game ball. for him. Yes, the big ball. He sealed the game. Like he made the catch that needed remake. And I guess that was the difference. It just, to me, it looked like Harbaugh came in like he hadn't played. It didn't seem like the the hype music ended until like midway through the second quarter where they realized they're actually in a football game against the Chiefs who had been to the AFC Championship five out of six last six years, I believe. It was almost like they, they expected that the Chiefs were going to lay down for them. And that didn't happen. Uh, what, what was your take on Lamar? Like, so are we, we going to get there? It was four out of the five last conference titles. So I want to make sure our audience knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fact checker. My take wasn't on an individual. It was more on a team. It was like the Chiefs have been there before because they have been there before for the last five years. And it was like the Ravens did the little, I don't want to say stupid. They made mistakes, right? Like Theo's barking over here. But Kyle Kyle Van Noy with the penalty, bumping Travis Kelsey. You got Zay Flowers standing over the guy, taunting him. You've got like all these little things that happen that cost the Ravens the game. And then Lamar Jackson tries to force it in at the end where you don't want to turn the ball over. You just need a field goal because you need to score multiple times. And the Chiefs didn't make mistakes. Mahomes, remember Mahomes used to force the ball all the time down the field or he'd run and he'd fumble. Now he just takes what the defense gives him, gets off the field if there's nothing there, and throws it to 1A and 1B, Travis Kelsey. (laughs) You're exactly right. You you summarize it exactly right. A coach always tells you, don't do anything to lose us the game. Yeah. Right? Like, just don't screw it up for us. Do your job and don't screw it up. And Zay Flowers, the phenomenal athlete he is, like, that's just something you do not do. Like, that's done when you're at Mississippi, you know, and you score to beat your rival and then you do the dog. Like, that's okay in college. You're a professional. You know, that's – and I'm sure Harbaugh is going to – you got to live with that with the amount of talent he has. But some at some point, you know, it's – I'm not going to say that's the lone play that cost them, but it's a big contributing factor. I mean, the, the Ravens were playing catch up all game, and their defense just looked exhausted toward the end of the game. They're on the field a lot. And I don't want to take away his swagger or his moxie. Like, you can talk trash, but do it in a different way, right? Like, every wide receiver who gets a first down and goes like this, I guarantee they're saying stuff, but like, it's just not so obvious that you're standing over up. Like, there's so many different ways you could talk trash without drawing a penalty. What about just giving the ball back to the refs and walk? I mean, Barry Sanders is the epitome of class, in my opinion. Every time he scored, never touted. Never, and it's it's egregious now. It's, it is after every play. First down, you know, like, just this is your job. I mean, I, say my job is to, I don't know, wash dishes. I don't celebrate after every time I complete a couple dishes. Like, it's it's effectively... I don't know. It's agreed. And the, 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 and you're right. I think there is, you can do things within the confines of where the rest just not going to throw a flag. Zay Flowers, that was, that's not one of them. You know, it's taunting. Yeah. Well, he stood over him. And I was like, all right, I don't think he's going to get a flag. But then he like flexed on him. I'm like, they, they got it. They got to call it. Got to call it. But Lamar, is that the farthest Lamar is going to take you? 
because you had a darn you like you had a good defense this year, like a, a very solid defense. You had some pretty solid assets on offense too. You can't tell me your wide receiver away from you know Lamar being great. Like I just don't think he's the drop back pather. I mean, you have Mark Andrews. Like maybe you get Keaton Mitchell or Dobbins back, but I don't think that's going to make the difference. I think the difference is big time players make big time plays in big time games, and that's what Mahomes and Kelsey do. Even though you know the ball is going to Kelsey, he finds a way to get open. I think what we're seeing is you've got to be like, maybe there's a transition. Like, think about the quarterbacks that have won the last Super Bowls, right? We we got Stafford, we got Mahomes for the most part, Brady. These guys are traditional drop back passes. Everyone gets like Justin Fields ish, like, wow, we need the mobility within them, you know, get out and get us first downs. Tell one wins at the Super Bowl, then I don't think you should be looking at anything different than, say, a Patrick Mahomes who can get you first down with his feet. And Brock Purdy did the same thing on the other side. So I, don't, I think Lamar's hit a ceiling, to be honest. I don't, I go back and forth on this because, like, I feel like he took the next step forward during the regular season, but everyone has judged on the postseason and he regressed a little bit in the postseason. I think, I, uh, honestly, I think the Chiefs wanted him to run. Like, they wanted him to run. And you can scheme that pretty easily. Like, you, you know, get you, have your edges get deeper so that, you know, he has some running lanes effectively. But that takes him out of this pass-first mode. It's like, oh, I'm getting chunk yardage on runs. I'm going to continue to do it. I don't know. I feel, I feel a lot of... Uh, everyone Everyone thought the Ravens were going to Actually, I think a lot of people... Just didn't want to see Kansas City win. <laughs> I did not want to see Kansas City win. And I was ready to come on here and talk about Lamar's legacy. If he got to the Super Bowl, he's got two MVPs. He's got to the Super Bowl. Now I might have to compare him to Carmelo Anthony. Great regular season, great accomplishments, great points, great stats. But in the playoffs, that's when your legacy takes it to the next level. And we just haven't seen it yet. Does uh, T Swift bump Usher from the from the uh, the halftime show? She's already going to be there already. She's going to do her own concert in the suite. <laughs> everyone's going to try to get through that suite. She's going to field the spheres or the orb or whatever we're calling it throughout the week. Congratulations, by the way. Good Niners. It was not looking good. Jen and what I. Were you doing? I almost today. texted you. What was that? What were you doing as a Niners fan? Where did you watch the game? So, walked Theo, got back at 3.45. Jed and I were going to watch the game at home and then go to, like, a bar for the second half. <laughs> the first quarter, the second quarter, I was pissed. I'm like, we're not going out. You just, uh, we're not going out. She, like, went downstairs and changed. I was like, just kidding. We're going out, but I'm not very happy. <laughs> go out. The momentum changed. Maybe we just need to get out of the house. Got You've to seen a bar. Her Went to a crowded bar and it was just too much. So we went to like the empty bar that had the sound on and we sat there. And then in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, they slowly started to come back. And surprisingly, there was a lot of Niners fans out. And I just was like, one more score, one more score. And a lot of people are all over Dan Campbell today and yesterday about going for it on fourth and all this. I actually admire him, right? Like 
he did not cower in the pressure. Like the Lions' identity is going for it on fourth down all season long. Like his famous quote is, is like, bring some diapers. <laughs> like <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen if you're watching it. And it could have gone the other way. Like Reynolds missed the ball. Jameson Williams missed the ball. Like fortunately, everything went wrong for the Niners in the first half, but that didn't matter because everything went right for them in the second yeah. half. And I think the Lions just ran out of time. I I think Dan Campbell knew full well it was going to who like who had the ball last with the lead. Like you could see that taking place. Like he didn't shudder when they tied the score in the third quarter. He's like, I kind of I saw this coming. Right, he, too many good weapons. Strahan actually at halftime would talk used the term house money, and I've used this a lot of times. Dan Campbell seemed like he was playing with house money the entire game. And with house money, what do you do? You, you're the guy that goes and plays five numbers on the roulette, hits like two in a row. All of a sudden, you're up a good amount. And you think that whatever you touch is going to be turned to gold. And maybe you do. But then you find yourself in the high limit, you know, slot section, throwing, you know, $250 spins. And then all of a sudden, you're out of money. I just don't think Dan Campbell had a, a different script, like you said. He didn't. He didn't have the... I'm going to go all in all the time. You know, Dan, you're up some money. Maybe you should stop and walk out of the casino. He's like, no. You just took a field goal. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you go play the penny slots over here and have a Diet Coke. That's not Dan Campbell. And you're right. I, I don't know if I admire him as much as he really wanted to prove that theory right. Yeah. But, it was almost know. like he was so far down on that path, he could not change direction or course he, he i knew he was going to go for it on fourth both of those times even after he got stopped the first time the second time he knew he was going to go for it on fourth again and if he would have converted we probably would ha be having a different show right now josh reynolds drops you mentioned those those are big like those are just ones where you sit there and go we put the guy in the right place at the right time there's the throw he missed it like that you know those types of things changes change the momentum and for the coaches sit there and just grin, you know, because probably nine out of 10 times he's going to make that catch, yeah. you know, but the fact he doesn't, the, the momentum that takes place, it's just turnover. Here we go. Right. Now your defense is back on the field. Now you're on your heels. God, and all of Detroit for that first half of just going bananas. Yeah. It's a yeah. game of inches, right? The tight end. I think that was his first catch on the Lions this year. I don't know his name because he doesn't play that much. Stepped out of bounds instead of getting in the end zone, and the clock ran off. And then Purdy throws it off the helmet perfectly, and it ricochets to IU. Like once that happened, I was like, "All right, I think we're going to do this to now move forward and give us some confidence." Because then that was the second score, and then the fumble after that, and then the momentum just completely changed to the Niners. And it was almost like they were playing from behind, playing a little scared, like, how are we going to stop this team? How are we going to keep up with the explosive Lions? And then they got back into the game. They got it to 10. And then from there, the defense took over. And Brock, Michael Vick, Purdy used his legs to scramble. Say what you want about him. System quarterback? Nope. I'm calling him a Super Bowl quarterback. He made the right plays at the right time. I've said it all along. He's not elite. He's not garbage. 
He's not a system player. He's a very good quarterback. I'll give him that. His biggest throw was literally deflection off the other players. And in, in his wide receivers are waiting arms. And he did have a lot of time to throw the ball. Dre Greenlaw was seen just absolutely obliterating his helmet. I think after the, the Lions had gone up 17-3, I believe. And I think there's just this, we got to figure something out. Like people, we're just not in the right places. And if you saw the first, it was almost the first, it seemed as though the first maybe 10 to 15 plays were scripted and they were misdirection and kind of had guides in different areas. And they were big chunk plays moving flawlessly throughout. And then I think after that kind of script played out, you saw the game normalize quite a bit. Yeah. Like, okay, this is back to the lions that we have seen on tape that we, you know, They've got, they went as far as they could, I think, with a script that they didn't necessarily show throughout the regular season, if that makes sense. Like the Niners hasn't seen a lot of what they saw in those first probably three possessions. And once that stopped taking place and there wasn't all the you know misdirections and planned plays, then I think the Niners showed, you know, at that point it was who has the best athlete team weapons. Shanahan's got a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons. Lions have a lot of weapons. And I know you shouldn't say this, but like, I feel like the Niners should be favored not only through Vegas and our podcast, but in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Like, I just feel like the matchup against the Lions was not good. The Niners can't really stop the run. And the Lions got two guys, Gibbs and Montgomery, that are going to run all over you. The Chiefs has Pacheco, but I feel like they just use Pacheco just to kind of like change it up here or there. He's not going to really go for a hundred yards. He's going to go for like 50 yards. I feel like matchup should be in the Niners favor. Obviously you have to go out and prepare and slow down Kelsey, but I feel better now that they face the lions. They face that offensive power, offensive power going against the chiefs. Well, let me ask you this. Would you rather face the lions again, or we would rather face the chiefs? Chiefs. I do not want to see the lions (laughs) ever again. They, they they were dangerous. I don't think yeah. I want to address your so Dan Campbell would be absolutely underwater today if they didn't cover. So the the Niners were a seven and a half point favorite. Luckily that catch by Jamison Williams cut allowed allowed the cover to take place. Like if Dan Campbell keeps going for fourth and the betters don't cover, he's done. Like he's uh, you know, he's getting roasted. He, he covered his butt a little bit on her for the most part there by covering when it comes to betting. I think we're going to see the line. I don't think we're going to see the line. I think we know who each team is. Debo getting healthy, I think might help the Niners, but I agree with you. Pacheco is, I think Mahomes and Kelsey amount for like 80% of the total offense. Yeah. Pacheco's the other 19 and then the rest of the team's the other 1%. Like Whereas I think the Niners, we've seen what Debo can do. He's becoming a very form. He's a wide receiver one, in my opinion. Kittle, and then McCaffrey. It's just a beast. Like I don't think a lot of players on the Chiefs would start for the Niners. If you know what I'm saying. No, I hear that. And the Chiefs are a great team, but I just feel like the matchup is so much better for the Niners this time around. And I think you've got Warner and Greenlaw who can slow down Kelsey. I 
think there's not really anyone else on the Chiefs that can beat you. And if you see Mahomes, you said it like two weeks ago. Like, he's running for his life. It's like Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Like, he's got to scramble around because he doesn't trust his offensive line. One of his tackles has the most penalties in the league. Like, Mahomes has got to run around, and it's backyard football, and he's looking for Kelsey. And the night Chase Young and Bosa and Kenlaw coming, this Super Bowl might be a lot like the Super Bowl when the Chiefs played the Bucks and the Bucks. Oh, or when, the, oh. or when the Seahawks play the Broncos, I think, too, is what we could see. Like, vaunted Peyton Manning, like, and then I'll see you knocking in the face. Let's draw parallels to Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes. You hit him in the face, they snap it over their head, and the game o- game's over, 42 to 8, I think. I could see that same thing. And here's a big contributor to that. They're playing in a dome. And I say that in the... You go look at the way the Chiefs has won in the playoffs. It's been ugly in ugly weather. You know, yeah. come to Kansas City and play that. No one wants to go to Kansas City and play. Miami wanted to get back on the plane as soon as it landed. They didn't want to be there. And now you have a team where you got Debo, like we said, Kittle, Ayu, Caffrey. Even Juszczyk is, is big out of backfield catching balls, too. Juszczyk would be option 1B for the Kansas City. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a fullback. Like, let's be honest. I think what you said earlier is right. The talent San Francisco has is far superior to the Chiefs, and the talent that the Lions have is far superior to that of the Chiefs. Yeah, a lot of people were talking about the AFC. The AFC is so stacked. I think the AFC has more parity than it's ever had, but I think the NFC at the top with the Lions and the Niners are so much better. We saw the Super Bowl last week. It was the Niners versus the Lions. This is a reality. Brock Purdy and the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. This is a rematch of the 2020 Super Bowl, too, by the way. A lot of the same players on both sides. No Jimmy G, thank God. (laughs) Now, what if Brock can't get it done? Do we call him Jimmy? I do want to say this. Well, before I ask that question. What what do you as a Niners fan? Are you even worried? Worried about the team or worried about what? What worries you? If you're like, put me. I'm gonna put you in Mike Shanahan's pajamas. You're going to bed at night. What keeps you up? What keeps me up is if the Chiefs, a veteran team, get off to a fast start, and then the Niners have to play catch up. And I'm worried about doing that in a big-time game with all of the nerves of the Super Bowl. I mean, as much as I do love Brock Purdy, and I think he is a very good quarterback, he struggled against the Packers. Some could say it was the Ray, but he struggled against the Packers. And he struggled early on against the Lions as well. So that's what worries me is a fast start by the Chiefs. On the flip side of it, I think the Niners have to get the ball and they have to run McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Just run, run, run. Some jet sweeps with Debo, some underneath with Kittle and Ayuk, but they should run the ball and they should control the ball. Okay. I, I was gonna so I was gonna say there's a simple solution for your 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 not being able to sleep at night. That's win the coin toss and just take the ball. No score. <laughs> what are you doing for the game? Have you already mapped out? I didn't yet. Like what's what are the options? Let's let's talk through them. 
you're a Niners fan. This doesn't come all too often. I mean, once every, what, seven years on average? Like every year. It does come a lot for us. We just haven't won in a long time. <laughs> okay. So what are you going to uh, do differently this time than the previous time? Previous time I was at a wedding. I think our listeners know I was at a wedding and I missed most of it. And then I watched the second half on a phone with a Chiefs fan who was just grinning at me. So that wasn't enjoyable. So this year, either have no one over, just me, Jen, and Theo, order some pizza and just watch the game. Option two, have a little party, right? Might as well. Mm-hmm. Option three, which I'm hoping for, is someone invites me to their house so that I can go to their house. I can eat their pizza. <laughs> there. <laughs> And leave. That's what I want. Option three. So, what are you doing? I flew up to Seattle. Oh, I, I just texted my brother-in-law. See you in Vegas, and we'll see what he comes back with. In all likelihood, no one up here is going to care. Like yeah. uh, the Niners. What about all the Swifties? Char Char was Carissa was concerned about how Taylor Swift's going to get to the Super Bowl from Korea or something like that along those lines, but. She, She'll be interested in Usher. I'm with you. I'm hoping that I get the opportunity to make something cool. When I say cool, like cowboy dip or, you know, cowboy casserole or whatever. And then I can just take it to a friend's, you know, and, and hang out. And then, you know, maybe do some square. Like I'm I'm into the accoutrements of, of the Super Bowl. Do some squares. You know, you get some, I don't know. You got the commercials, right? You get the commercials, yeah. You do something, you get some gambling involved and and way to keep it fun and and light. That's that's my hope. And then you're home like ten minutes after the game. Like I'm I'm trying to find locals. Like if someone has a party, it's like you kind of wait for two to three days before and then see if one closer to you is happening. So all right, we'll wrap this up. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I enjoyed talking about the Super Bowl. And our thoughts and opinions and potential scores and who's going to win. You believe the Niners are going to win. I believe the Niners are going to win as well. But this is the extent of which I really want to talk about it. Like that's, I I don't know if it's, if you're not in it nor tied to it or affiliated with it and it's your rival. Like, were you, were you happy when the Seahawks made the Super Bowl? Yeah. Cause you were happy. (laughs) Okay. Then I'm happy for you. Uh, We do have an episode. Coming out next week, our boy Delvin Cox. Ooh, we always talk to him around Super Bowl about the halftime show, the puppy dog bowl, the lingerie bowl. So that's coming in a week. And then after football, I know a lot of you just started listening to us because of football. We got you covered with the NCAA tournament. We got basketball. We got baseball. We got a lot of action. OKC Thunder. I think they moved up in first place in the West. They got beat by the Pistons the other day, but that's fine. Yeah, they're number one seed. And then, chaff, the NCAA tournament is going to be just close your eyes and start picking because there is a lot of parity in basketball. Mike Hoogs, a lot of, a lot of uh, what are they, quad three? We're big in the quad three and the quad one wins lately. So Close your eyes and pick them. That's what Steve Kerr does to pick his starting lineup. <laughs> the they're in what, 12th place right now? One game above the Grizz, who are playing without John Morant and Desmond Bain, it is not looking good up in the Bay. I think Clay's going to just get on a catamaran and sail off after this season, and we won't see him for four years. That might be the case. What if what if the Niners lose and the Warriors don't make the playoffs and the Giants stink again? Well, not too good in the Bay. 
once football season's over, it's not looking pretty in the Bay Area because the Warriors are in a world of hurt and it's Giants. I mean, I have my whole theory on the Giants. I might save it for another podcast. Do it. But you got Giants you got are a Ponzi scheme. They're not signing any players. They're not doing anything. Oh, come on. You 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 want to talk Ponzi scheme? Look at the Mariners. I think we got every injured person on on clearance. You know, you know the nearly spoiled meat section at the the the, the uh, that's where we're picking up our players from. Like you know, at least you're picking up players. I looked at the Giants transaction log. It's like sign minor league contract, minor league contract, minor league. Contract. I'm like, who are they going to sign to a major league contract? Hmm. That I can't tell you. I'm not in baseball mode yet. I'm just, I'm just resentful at the Mariners for not spending any money, <clears throat> which is maybe a third of the Dodgers payroll would be nice. You got Mitch Haniger back. We did get Mitchie back. It's nice to see Mitch. It's nice to see Mitch. It's just a welcoming. <laughs> they're, they're turning the clock back three years and they're just going to restart it and the playoff run will some kind of end there. I don't know. All right. Big Ben and K Win. Find us on social media. We are on threads. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are on X. And we are on, on Facebook. YouTube. YouTube. Mom. YouTube. My my daughter pulled up YouTube and said that data because it was up there for some reason. We're on YouTube, and then we're also on Caffeine TV. Just go to Caffeine TV. You'll find us, Big Ben K. Win, part of No Filter Network. They're all at Big Ben K. Win underscore, but you don't need the underscore because when you search, you'll just find Big Ben K. Well, we're probably trending anyway, so just type in Big Ben. <laughs> if you really, really want to find us, at Big Ben K. Win underscore. And we're Boom. out. Boom. Great episode. Great episode. Go, go, go Chiefs and Niners. 